party time. That would be that would be worth like we would get so many more subscribers or like so many more uh, that, followers that on Instagram if you did a live video of you double strawing two uh, Van Winkle lot bees on the side of your beer helmet. <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, technically, this is our 50, or 104th episode, uh, which makes, uh, if you count 52 weeks in a year, this makes our total of two-year episode. What? You know, we were celebrating our 100th episode. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but we, we thought we'd put the emphasis on 100 this this you know week or this month or so. Uh, but we'll probably celebrate next at 150. Uh, but yeah, this is our, you know, at this point, we're moving past two years. Like uh, Robbie mentioned earlier, if we uh, were to take some uh, distilled corn uh, mash and we were to throw it in a barrel, it might be a straight bourbon by now uh, if we started at the beginning. So yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's it. Some of the business. Just hit us up on Instagram. I will mention Instagram and how that has impacted us in the past week in a good way uh, a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, hit us up on Instagram. We also have a Patreon at uh, uh, patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Not too much. Not getting into it too much. Uh, Robbie, how's your week going? Uh, it's been good. You know, I'm on my uh, first official week of summer. Uh, although I've been home for like three months. Nice. Now. Yeah, I've been home for like three months, but it just means that mm-hmm. I can just be like full-time uh, trophy husband slash father. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, have to worry. I don't have to like yell at the kids to shut up so I can sneak away for a call or anything, which is nice. Um, shut up, kids. I will wipe your butt when I, I get off this call. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I know we're on like the first week of uh, summer here, which has been awesome. Kind of figuring, you know, getting That's back great. into our summertime routine. Uh, it's been awesome. We have we've had a couple of nice days of weather here, and we've been swimming over at the the in laws pool. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's been nice. And then uh, doing some, uh, you know, smoke some tri tip this week, which is always fun. And nice, yeah. And I, oh man, uh, so for the last two months, like I like I don't know what the people who lived here before us. I mentioned it before, like on the side of the house where I usually had my barbecue. Um, put the smoker over there, but it's like not a great area. So I started digging out all the gravel and stuff like that. I wanted to put some concrete pads down. So I've been going on two months of that. And I uh-huh. think it was like, I mean, I, I think at least over a ton's worth of gravel and dirt that I pulled out of there. Like it was a lot. I don't know what they did, but anyway. Wow. So I finally got my forms in there and I'm pouring concrete on the Monday when the episode comes out. So I'm super excited for that. Um, <sighs> it's been good. And then, uh, oh man. So I don't know if I I can't remember if I sent you sent it to you or not, but I get I got some new bitters in the mail this week. I got some uh, habanero bitters from uh, oh, I can't remember where they are. Ooh. Yeah, so make some spicy margaritas, which is awesome. Um, been enjoying nice. those by the pool. Yeah, so oh man, it's like it, it kind of feels like summer's here, and it's been it's been a good week, man. How's your week been, Cole? It's been good. Um, with let me think. It, we got we got our AC fixed uh, the day after we recorded last oh, week, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, Are you wearing? Wait, 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 wait. This weekend wait. was. Uh huh. Tell me what you're wearing. Oh, I'm wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and they are sexy. 
Um, so um, I love them. Love them so much. Uh, let's see. I in the whiskey world, nothing too crazy going on. But work's been work's been a little stressful lately. Um, but hopefully that'll pass soon. Um, and then, but it, you know, we're still working from home full time. So I just you know. I, I don't, I'm not the type of guy that rolls out of bed right into the seat. I usually wake up pretty early and then, um, you know, spend some time reading and just relaxing in the morning and then I'll get to work. And so that's been good. We had a friend visit from out of town. He, um, he is trying to become a firefighter uh, and he's pretty close actually. He's done like a bunch of the tests and a lot of the interviews and stuff. So hopefully he gets a job soon, but he came here to do two, like a written exam and then oh, a, okay. um, physical exam see my guess is he would have heard your air conditioners out in phoenix and he'd be like well i gotta get used to the heat to be a firefighter so he was coming down but apparently not. he he was blown away because he, <laughs> he lives in colorado now and yeah. so he was like this is hot like oh, we, we went out to play uh disc golf for a little bit and he was like at at seven holes he's like we gotta go <laughs> like it's too hot and it was pretty dry so that's why i could handle it and i've acclimated a little bit to the phoenix heat uh, but he was like, yeah, we got to go. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And, uh, it was probably like 97 when we were there. So it was, it was definitely hot, but it was dry, which was the nice part. Um, <laughs> trying to think there's gotta be something crazy, you know, that's been going on. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'll, oh yeah. One, I, I might be getting a bike soon. Uh, literally, um, before this, uh, recording time. What kind of? Bike? I hit this guy up on on uh, Craigslist, and I said, "Hey, like you're offering this bike for a lot of money. I will not pay as much as you're offering, but if you can't get anyone to buy, I'll pay this much for it, uh, like a road bike. Um, okay. And and so it's it's like from the 80s. Um, and it, his his listing was like it's a single speed. No, 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 I'm sorry. A fixed gear, which is a lot worse than a single speed. Uh, and it didn't have brakes because it was, you know, connected in that way. And then um, it needed new tires. So I'm like, dude, this needs an overhaul. And that's what I wanted to do with it. Like, I just wanted to just make it mine. Uh, re Redo the paint job. I've done this like four or five times now with old bikes. So I'll just redo it, redo the paint job, redo, you know, the, t the tires and probably the seat and probably the handlebars and everything. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, the guy just hit me up and said, okay, I'll go to your price. Um, so that's exciting. So that'll be a project on the horizon. Jewelry has been killing it. Nice. Killing it lately. So I'll take that. Um, and then I will mention, actually, uh, I wanted to get to some notes. Uh, just one big thing this week. Uh, this guy named Drew Toland, uh, at Drew R. Toland, uh, reach out to us on Instagram last week, um, and it kind of made our day. Just this guy that hit us up and said, yeah. hey, love listening to you guys. I feel like I'm there with you. I feel like it's genuine or something along those lines. Uh, and we were just thrilled just to get a few messages from him. And if you're listening, Drew, thank you so much uh, just for hitting us up. Uh, listeners out there, we love it when you introduce yourself to us, even if it's just, hey, you know, Appreciate you guys or, or, you know, whatever you want to say. But we love it when people hit us up. Uh, don't think you're too um, lame or something like that to hit <laughs> us up. Everyone's cool if they listen to Chill Filtered. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, just hit us up. Oh, I want to um, message him, but I'm too lame. No, you're not. 
no, you're not. And we'll tell you that. So, um, and uh, yeah, so that's just like a great thing. Yeah, but I'm glad you mentioned no, I, um, I do want to go back to that because I forgot. We, I was totally wanted yeah. to mention that last week. It was just cool. Like it was out of the blue. It was like, hey, just enjoying some episodes. And I'm like, awesome, man. Appreciate that. So if you're listening, I'd love to hear yeah. from you. Yeah. For sure. Was he from Alabama or Arkansas? Oh, gosh. I want to I th- I say Arkansas. I think it was Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember thinking cool. he was a Razorback. Because I don't mind the Razorbacks as much as oh, I dislike cool. the Tide. So. Ah, the old but Tide. But I will doubt, my, doubt myself here. And he very well could have been from Alabama, and I mixed that up. Yeah. So. And we're going to, like, insult him. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Um, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like. I, I guess the, like, what I like to think in life sometimes is, um, what is, you know, I learned this from you guys, uh, just in a silly way, I guess, is that what is the best part of my day? And try to think about that. Like, what is, as, as Amara used to say, part of day, daddy? Part of day. And so Heather and I say part of day, Heather, which is what Amara called Heather. Um, and, uh, and she'll go part of day, Cole. And, and we'll try to like be grateful for something that happened in the day. Uh, but another thing I like to kind of focus on on top of that is what I'm looking forward to most. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm looking forward to getting this exam out of the way and then going to visit you guys in yeah. Boise. So that's on the horizon. And that's what I'm looking forward to. You know what I'm looking for? Yeah. You know what my part of the day is cool? Uh, part of day's recording? Uh, more specifically, get into this whiskey, man. I am Straight ready up. for some. So why this. don't we? Uh, yeah, you do it. Say, yeah, say it. Cole. Let's send it to say break, it. and then <laughs> let's, let's send it to break, and then we will uh, talk about history, and then we'll get to drinking it. So here we go. And we're back. So I, uh, I think we mentioned we didn't even mention what we're drinking yet. Oh my goodness! Uh, we are drinking. I mean, it was on the title when you clicked on it on <laughs> Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever. So you know what we're drinking today. We are drinking Nika from the Barrel. It's a Japanese whiskey, higher proof. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. So uh, some of the history. Can I, wanted can to I talk stop about you for a, a second, Cole? There's got to be at least yeah. one or two mm-hmm. listeners who like click on it with their eyes closed. So surprise! <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry, guys. <laughs> so sorry to just pass over you and not consider you. It's very unvalidating in a way. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure you guys. Yeah, Robbie wanted to make sure you guys felt included. So um, yeah, a guy named Masa Taka Takatsuru. And I don't know if we have any Japanese-speaking listeners who can help me correct me on the pronunciation. But I think Bryce Morita, uh, who is Japanese-American, could help us. Because I think his mom is at least still living in Japan. So maybe Bryce can hit us up and say, did I nail that name? Masataka Takatsuru. Um, he was born in 19, or 1894. Very different in the Hiroshima region of Japan mm. to a family that actually owned a sake brewery. Uh, when he was in his mid-20s, he uh, moved to Scotland to study organic chemistry at the University of Glasgow, and that was in 1918. He uh, started an apprenticeship and 
even took three apprenticeships uh, throughout Scotland at three different distilleries in different regions, basically. He was in one in uh, the uh, Speyside area, one in the Lowland area, and one in the Campbelltown area. Um, so, uh, you know what else is a Campbelltown? I think this is it. I think Balvini's at Campbelltown. Hmm. I have no I idea. I might be wrong. But look at it. Look at your bottle next time. You still got one of those on the shelf, right? Yeah. We need to do yeah. that too. So we need to do a twelve. Yeah. Oh, we haven't done that. I guess you're right. No. Do you have some left in your bottle that we can do when we're there? Yeah, I got. Well, it'd be tricky to split it between two. I got enough for. I probably uh, got like three ounces. But we hey, can. three's plenty. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. So, uh, he even fell in love with a Scottish woman by the name, who went by Rita Cohen. She had another name, but that was her, like, nickname was Rita. Uh, but while he was in Scotland, he also fell in love with whiskey. Talk about organic chemistry. I wrote that down. Um, so no one laughs. And, (laughs) but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but only less than uh, two years he spent in Scotland before he moved back to Japan with his wife, Rita. He started uh, working for uh, Koto Koto Bukia and helped them start distilling. Uh, the company uh, later became known as Centauri, the giant now, uh, who owns Jim Beam. And, you know, a few other things. But uh, then in 1934, he started his own company that is now known as Nika in the Yoichi area of Japan. And they started selling officially in 1940. But uh, Masataka Takatsuro is mostly credited with making Japanese whiskey what it is today. It's like scotch, uh, but distinctly Japanese in special ways. I can definitely always tell I'm drinking a Japanese whiskey when I am. Uh, I'm not thinking this is scotchy or something. Like It is Japanese whiskey, which is pretty cool. So what makes Japanese whiskey is the question. It comes uh, from There Japan. are no... Str- pretty much. That's, that's pretty much one of the only okay. rules. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm There are no that. strict rules otherwise, though. Yeah, you're, you're killing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> You will find, as I mentioned, there is a style, and the Japanese take their whiskey very seriously. I think one of the uh, hallmarks of Japan is they're fantastic at perfecting things. Uh, you look at a lot of things uh, throughout, uh, you know, inventing and stuff like that history. Japan is very good at perfecting things, uh, and that was, you know, very much the case. Uh, like I said, very similar to Scotch, but notably different. Barley uh, is almost completely imported from Scotland uh, because barley apparently doesn't grow well in Japan. Um, And basically there's, there used to be a, for Japanese stuff, it used to be a blending with neutral grain spirits and they were calling it whiskey, but mostly Takatsuru himself pushed the nation to start making more legitimate whiskey. Uh, For the most part, Japanese whiskey, although produced commercially since 1924, uh, was not exported internationally until uh, Whiskey Magazine gave Nika Yoichi 10-year single malt the the award of best of the best. And that was in 2001. So they had been making whiskey for over 75 years before it even hit America in je- like like standard. Nice. Um, since then, Japan or Japanese whiskey has been playing in the big leagues, and that's for sure. 
I remember when Jim Murray gave Yamazaki Sherry Cask the World Whiskey of the Year in 2013. Wait, what and then was it? immediately what? after that, uh, Sherry Cask. Oh, uh, it was. I believe it was an 18 year, but it was it was up there. Was um, it finished in a sherry butt? Because that would drive me nuts. I would say, I would go nuts for that sherry. Yeah. Butt. Uh, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you can't go nut. <laughs> you, anyway, you can go here nuts we go. for Sherry's butts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sherry's butts. That um, it's like she's got extra butt. And boy, yeah, do I like have... a little extra butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what gets me going, Robbie? <laughs> An extra butt. The third cheek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, after uh, 2013, it was so hard to find Japanese whiskey. And nowadays you can see things like I have seen uh, Toki a lot. Uh, sometimes you'll see Nika Pure Malt. Uh, or even Nika Coffee or Nika Grain or stuff like that. You can see Nika more than you see Yamazaki, uh, but still pretty hard to find in the older age. If you want to break 12 years, good luck these days. Uh, but Hakushu, that's a uh, uh, Yamazaki product, or not a Yamazaki product, a uh, Centauri product, stuff like that. Habiki Centauri. Uh, but Nika and Yoichi are mostly under the Nika you know, name. Uh, anyway. Uh, what we're drinking today is Nika from the Barrel. Unlike one might assume with the name, this is higher proof product, but not a barrel proof product. The standard proof is 102.8, yeah, percent, and started the uh, From the Barrel product in 2018, so not too long ago. Uh, it is blended from apparently very special barrels that are only touched by the master blenders, uh, blends from batches at the Yoichi Distillery and the Miyik, Miya Gikyo <laughs> Distillery. Yeah, Bryce is going to be like, my goodness. <laughs> if I, I feel like, like you know, Bryce has probably been in, I don't even know. Bryce, tell us your story later. Um, but uh, apparently uh, there's a lot of different kinds of barrels here. Uh, ex-bourbon barrels, sherry butts, I go nuts, um, and, you know, like big punchins and stuff like that. Uh, but after blending, uh, they continue aging for, like they blend it together and then they age even more in for three to six months and then bottle it the 102.8 proof. They're going for flavor here, according to their website. They're not going for like anything but like a load of flavor. Uh, we got a cool square stubby bottle, a stubby uh, neck to the bottle, and a silver thin screw cap. Uh, total wine price, if you can find it. It's it's hard to find. It's not impossible to find. I have seen it on shelves, but very rarely. Very rare. Probably once or twice ever. Um, total wine price, $80. Okay. And uh, let's pop this sample bottle. And let's give a huge shout out mm-hmm. to Ben Klepsig. Uh, at at Madtown Marketer, hit them up, follow them, do it all, um, because Ben Klepsig is the one who provided the samples for this episode. So thank you so much, Ben. Let's drink. Mm-hmm. You pour it yet? I just did. Yeah. So I got to be honest with you. Nice. Um, sometimes I uh-huh. s- I sneak a sniff just to be ready for for notes. You. I, I I snuck a sniff. I, tur- I started you putting snuck your sniff. I snuck my sniff. I started putting the screw cap back on, and then I dropped the bottle. 
And <laughs> you're doing history. Luckily, if anything came out, it was like a drop. But I had a near heart attack when you were talking there. So was it during recording? Yeah, it was, yeah, right when you do. Like I don't try to like cheat too much. Like I'm not like wasn't last night yeah, like, yeah. making notes. But yeah, but I had a heart attack. <laughs> there, so Oy. ooh, that's funny. Did Moose come over and he's like, oh, something fell? Uh, Moose is well. The girls tore the house up today. And I got everything clean except for the office. And so there's like no room for Moose to land. I'm like, he's going to cause a problem. So Moose is locked out right now. But That's good. Yeah. Probably, probably a good guy. thing. Yeah. What was, what was the phrase we used? Sniffed. Sneak a sniff? What? Sneak or snuck my sniff. Sneak my sniff. We're going we're gonna to write that one down. I kind of like so where I you're going with this. Sniff, sniff my what? Huh? What? Cole sniff your what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sniff my, uh... Oh, man. All right. So, definitely... So, ooh. Wow, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm taking it in. I'm. It's like, for me, it's like a, a golden, delicious scotch. Like, it's got kind of mm-hmm. like the bourbon-y, apple-y, more like a golden, delicious, maybe pearish. Um, but then it's, mm-hmm. it's got that, you know, like, nice little peated to it. Nice little, like, mm-hmm. delicate smoke. It's not overpowering by any means. It's very well balanced between... Like kind of that sweet and fruity, and then the smoky too. So, mm-hmm. what are you getting? Chardonnay. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty there. Like front, yeah. Like front and center on mine. I see that. I get you with the apples. I get you with the pears. Uh, but the Chardonnay is no. like at first first smell. I was like, this is whiny, and then I had had to kind of narrow it down, and I'm like, no, that's a buttery Chardonnay. Basically. No, I'm with you now. You just got uh, yeah, like. Ah, amateur notes, Deadlow. Gosh, you let Cole go first. No, no, your notes are <laughs> no, you prime. Kn- no, man. no, no. It is. It's totally Chardonnay, which is kind of what. It is. But uh, it is. It's a mixture of Chardonnay and Scotchy. Like you could tell it's a Scotch, but there are huge notes of Chardonnay. Except it's not a Scotch. Like don't like it's Scotchy is what I meant to say. It is not a Scotch. They would be very offended. Ooh. Um, so Ooh, we'll take that. Back. Take a sip, Cole. Okay. Oh my you gosh. Talk about it. Yeah, no, it's uh Oh man, that's just like the right amount of PD for me. That's where I want to see. It's a nice it's it's definitely strong in the smokiness, mm. PD-ness. Um but it's like well balanced with the sweetness. Um dude, and it's got a nice like, Talk about complex. Yeah, it got a really good mouthfeel on it too where it was just pleasantly warm. It um not overpowering, doesn't feel too hot, uh, but it's hot enough to where you're like, okay, you know you're drinking a good whiskey kind of a thing. So that's what I'm, I don't know. I'm going to go for another drink here. So I forgot my love for Japanese whiskey until I sipped this. When I first had Japanese mm. whiskey, um, it was Hakushu 12. And I don't even remember the first time I had it, but I remember buying a bottle. Uh, online basically and had it shipped to Colorado Mm. Um, and it was so complex and what I mean by that and it's so obvious on this pour you get a flavor of a little bit of peat and then you get just kind of a barley like scotchy Mm -hmm. flavor and then you get this fruity flavor that is sharp and delicious Mm -hmm. and appley and pear like and and then it goes away and it becomes like something else and then it changes like talk about mm-hmm. mighty morphin power rangers this is 
morphing into <laughs> one thing after the next. And that does not happen often no. with bourbons. It can happen with rye sometimes. And it can happen with bourbons. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I would I would argue that um, the uh, Single Oak Project had a lot of complexity like that. Uh, and, and a few others. Uh, but it doesn't happen that often in scotch. But in Japanese whiskey, if you get a good Japanese whiskey, it's going to happen. Like almost half the time, if not more than half the time. So this is kill. I oh, love yeah. this pour already. Oh gosh, and it just like lingers too. The the flavor lingers. Mm-hmm. It's and it's gone for me. So like from what you'd said to like it gets to like the smoky and the the sweetness and the mm-hmm. the fruitiness, and I'm back to smoking. It's just sitting on my palate. I haven't taken mm-hmm. another sip. Just, I mean, that's that's a. It's a great whiskey right there. It's nice and complex. Lots yeah. going on. I mean, you're not going to lack for anything with that. So, Yeah, this is really impressing me. Uh, and then here's the crazy thing is I found that almost every time Japanese whiskey gets better with water and ice. Not better, but like really cool in a different way, mm-hmm. but always good. Uh, so I'm intrigued to find out what it's like with water. But before I talk about that or do that... Um, Japan is, is they, like I said, they import their barley for the most part. Uh, but they have actually some peat on the island of Japan. Okay. Uh, and so apparently they use a tiny bit of Japanese peat. Um, nothing like it would be in Scotland. But apparently some, you know, Japanese whiskeys, especially what I found is Nika rather than Yamazaki, will slightly peat. Um and, and I don't know if they use a little bit of Scottish peat, but I do know they have some availability to do their own. So that is all I'm going to say in terms of facts. Uh, but, oh, man, that's good. It is. Just a, just the right amount of peat, too. Oh, it's perfect. I mean, I mean, there's times where you really want a lot. I mean, and I'm not. that's not my really my direction. I usually like to go with a lot of peat. Um, but I feel mm. like if you got other flavors to balance it, other profiles within it, and this has it. It's just, I mean, it just sets it up perfectly. So, um, yeah. added some water. I uh, took a took a sniff. Mm-hmm. I snuck my sniff of uh, the water. <laughs> sniff and my chocolatey and Chardonnay. Okay, I can see chocolate. What's that? No, I just I said snuck my yeah. sniff. And you said what did we say? Sniff my what? And I said you sniff anyway. <laughs> sniff my what is it? <laughs> um, I can see the chocolate. You know, for me, it's like yeah. I, I can't put my finger on it. I de- there's like you say chocolate, I get a little bit more, but for me it just it just smells a little f- more fermented to me. And I don't know yeah. fermented it's, in what way or what that means, but it's just it just I don't know. It it definitely smells more scotchy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh something along the lines of a Balvini in this case on the nose. Yeah. The uh the fruit is definitely muted more. For sure. Mm-hmm. Still it's interesting. Um, I'm getting dried fruits, if anything, on the nose. Mm-hmm. I see like that. dried apricots. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, color, let's talk about that. We got a 102.8 proof whiskey. It's pretty light. Uh, it's not that light. It's not like uh, like an Isla light. Uh, this is like your typical, like like Lafroig or Ardbeg, like some, but... Um, it's light for 102.8 proof in my for opinion, sure. no, I, but they use, you know, good, a good few barrels, um, different, you know, they're not always using sherry butts. Um, so 
There is like n- go ahead. No, you, you sip from it. Yeah, there's no bitterness, which is nice. Um, it's it it feels a little hotter um, with the water, which mm. is surprising, but um, it's definitely the the PD the smokiness is there. It's more pronounced for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Fruit is fruit is a little more muted, but it's it's tasty and it's but it's still got a really good feel, like mouth feel on it for mm-hmm. sure. So. Yeah, I'd say this is a little less complex in that you do get a few hits of different flavors, but it doesn't last as long mm-hmm. as the uh, neat pour. Uh, yeah, you're right. No bitterness. I would say there's a little bite with a little water, like just this burn in a way yeah. um, that I didn't get with the neat pour, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't bitter and still very good uh that fruit hit that you get in the middle of it all is like delicious it reminds me in a way of how red breast um hits you with fruit oh yeah it's just like really sharp really strong and then it kind of fades into like a nice like buttery um um just kind of sweetness um so yeah i love it but i prefer neat so far neat for sure Water's good. Neat, neat for sure is really good. Um, drop my cube, and I am getting a, nice. like the fruits there now, which is weird. I think it's funny. You know, they're both there on the neat. I got more smoky peatiness on the water, and then the fruit kind of went to the back. On the ice, fruits to the forefront for me. I agree. I'm like getting almost no peatiness to it. Yeah, Super same. fruity. Yeah, but also light in my opinion so far. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's the fruits there, but it's like it's, it's not strong. It's muted yeah, a lot. Absolutely, but it's it's yeah more prominent than the other aspects of it. For sure, like you and it's and the alcohol vapors are gone. Like I can shove my nose in this glass and not oh. cough by inhaling as hard as I could. You know. Oh man, that's one way to test. Good. You're so good, and I. I don't want to talk. I just want to sit here with it for a second. It's like, oh, the complexity just came back. It is moving. Love it. It's like, oh. Oh. (laughs) I got some tropical fruit in there. Yeah. Almost like some mango. Yeah. Um, I see that. I'm I'm more like guava for it with ice so far. Dude, the ice is killing it. What's that? More than mango, I'm getting like a guava kind of a. I think you're right. Guava is more fitting than like mango. Yeah, but it's it's definitely something semi-tropical. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little bit of pear, maybe not so much, but it's definitely tropical. But the fruit is standing out, and then it just kind of, oh my gosh, it's still lingering. Like it, like, oh man, talk about a complex yeah. whiskey. It is like all over and the it, board. Just oh yeah, changing. no, it's like all the range. Oh my gosh. Even the finish when you're like talking, you like now it's smoky, mm-hmm. and now it's sweet. Well, that's the thing. And it's now like, it's fruity. If I wasn't doing a podcast, I'd just be sitting here quietly, like <laughs> enjoying. Yeah, it. you know, it's, it's yeah iced. Oh my gosh, ice kills it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. There is a moment where I think it's gonna get bitter, and then it doesn't, and it like morphs into something else. Um, but I think I like it best with ice. Like this would be fantastic. On a hot day, in the backyard, oh for sipping sure, sipping a little Nika from the barrel with a little bit of ice. Oh man, 
and the nose on it too. So like my cube is, you know, is melting and melting, but mm-hmm. the nose is even changing a little bit. With the little more diluted, little colder yeah. it gets. It's, I mean, this is, oh man. I mean, you could, I would, I would spend quite a bit for this. This is delicious and amazing. But this and is, and I think a word we haven't said. Go ahead. It's smooth. Is that what you're going to say? No. <laughs> no. Refreshing. Like, this is super refreshing. Downright refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. This is, um, yeah, I would, I, if I, this reminds me of Glenn Grant, 16, um, which is probably the most refreshing scotch I've ever had. Um, but this is probably more refreshing. Um, oh. Yeah. And I don't know. Okay, so you've had Yamazaki 18, mm-hmm. which I I would 100% think takes the cake over this. I love this whiskey. Don't get me wrong. But Yamazaki 18 is like 9.7 status, like yeah. typically. Yeah. Um, which I might be able to get. Long story. But, Ooh. Um, we'll find out. Yeah. And, um, oh, but, man. yeah, this is good. Every sip, I'm just, I'm I, blown I away. I need to get me a bottle of this. This is how uh-huh. what for sure. It is. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I knew it was going to be good, but, I mean, it's going into it knowing, like, this is going to be a good whiskey, and then having my mind mm-hmm. blown, having a high expectation, it is really good. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever have... Yeah, I'm starting to formulate my rating. Have you? Oh, that last sip. I literally <laughs> took the last sip with the most dilution yet, you know, and the ice is really that's, narrowing down. See, that's the thing is like every sip I took, I'm like, oh, it's you know, like it's, it's such, different. It's so complex. It is so good. It's like, yeah, you know, this is one. How do they do it? This is one you don't want to have a podcast on because you don't want to just have to talk. You want to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Um, not that I'm not enjoying yeah. it, but I and like so. I typically I. I yeah, I am saving this last little bit for a quiet time by myself where I'm just going to yeah. sit. <laughs> yeah. And I am so And like gl- add a drop of water every time you sip oh or like gosh. add an ice oh, cube. Oh, going, yeah. going straight ice on it. Um, And I am so yeah. glad when I dropped it, nothing spilt because this is one I don't. Oh, that's good. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, had any of it spilt. This is great. And I wasn't able to enjoy the whole sample, I'd be so upset. Um. Have you ever seen the movie Gung Ho? No. Michael Keaton and the guy nice. who... I love Michael Keaton. Oh, gosh. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's like 87, 88, 86, somewhere in there. Um, but anyway, it's about this, like... Okay. He works at some, like, Detroit motor company, and they're failing, mm-hmm. so they send him to Japan, and he learns the Japanese uh-huh. way to work on the assembly line, and then he comes back to America... Nice. And tries to train people, and it's Michael Keaton in the eighties. It's wonderful. Yeah, but just like uh-huh. we were saying earlier, it's like the Japanese just take like scientifically break it down, and then they build it back up, and they built this up perfectly. This is such a good whiskey. So you're you're one hundred percent right. Uh-huh. I think. Um, oh. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was the best sip yet. So I poured. I had a little bit of ice left. And I poured a little bit more of the bottle in, and it was the perfect amount of ice. Nice. And I think what's left, like I have one little sip left, and I think that's going to be even better. It, this is, like listeners, 
If you're starting to get into whiskey or like find yourself in the novice mode of whiskey, if you see a bottle of Nika from the barrel, this will bring you to the mediocre or not the mediocre, like the medium level of like you will no longer be a novice after mm-hmm. you've had this whiskey. Well, that's like this will change you. That's what I, I it'll blow your mind. Like, and that's what that Yama, like, uh, yeah. was it the Red Best 21? A similar thing where it was like, oh, yeah, complexity comes out and you're like, I can't believe this is whiskey and this is what it's doing. Yeah. Um, the Yamazaki didn't know whiskey could do this. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, it's going to, it blow, like, it, it's mind blowing. Like, we just go, this is mm. complex and amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. You got a rating in so, mind? So, I got the highest rating I've given in a while, at least okay. since um, at least since uh, our stag slash um, single oak project. I got a I got a nine point two five on this one. Okay, I I'm happy to give this a exceptional slash nine plus rating. Um, what I love most about this whiskey. And maybe that's one thing we should say. Like one, I would I would like to narrow down our ratings. What's the thing I love most about this whiskey? What I love most is that it is always different, mm. especially when you add water or ice. Especially ice. Um, every sip is is an adventure where you're like, this was different than the last one. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend checking this one out. Um, I'll let you go, and then after you give your rating, I'll say what I'd pay for this bottle. So for me, I already gave it, it got the hub of what, like, I already knew it was going to be good, mm-hmm. blew my mind, better than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to go pretty high, and I'm going to go solid 9.5 on it. This is phenomenal. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. I go to a bar, and, I mean, out of any whiskey that could be there, there's a good chance I'm picking this one if it's on the shelf. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, this is this is kind of risen to one of my favorites. Like, it is so good. Yeah. So... Um, I'm hoping the secret. The crazy better. thing is, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I've seen it on shelves for like less than a hundred. Yeah, when I have seen it on shelves. So if I see it, I'm getting it. And oh, and to, in in that vein, I would pay up to a hundred dollars for this bottle. I'm with you, and I and I have a lower budget, but I'm with you. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, and I hope the secret doesn't get out. I hope people don't go after it because this is, oh, it's phenomenal. You see a bottle, get a bottle. Yeah. It is so good. If you see if you see two bottles, Nika. yeah, get them. Yeah, send us one, and we'll pay you back. Like, <laughs> it is so good. Yeah, yeah. Nika, well done. Like, I applaud you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mas, uh, Masataka Takatsura would be proud of this one. He passed away in 1979, uh, but he would be very proud of this release. So, man. So um, good. Want to touch the hiney. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep pouring, but uh, I think it is time for Whiskey World News. All right. It's time for the Whiskey World News, part of our show where we're reading our... But I, oh, man. I'm still like... <laughs> I am loving so this. So good. It's 102. So good. 102.9 or 102.8 proof. So good. Part of our, sh- I'll slow down. Part of our show where we read an article and we talk about it. We didn't write it. We just read it. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> thought this one was kind of appropriate um, given our episode last week and just kind of where things are going. But this comes from Forbes, and it's written by Kate Dingwall, and it's titled "New Innovate New and 
gosh. <laughs> New initiative from Jack Daniels and Uncle er- Uncle Nearest will diversify the American mm. whiskey scene. So, uh, nice. Brown Foreman's Jack Daniels Distillery and the Nearest Green Distillery have just announced the Nearest and Jack Advancement Initiative, a program designed to promote diversity and further advance African-American leadership in the American whiskey industry. The program will consist of distilling school, as well as a series of apprenticeships and mentor programs for black distillers and spirits, entrepreneurs. Both brands have committed an initial $5 million to launch the initiative. The cornerstone of the initiative is the Nearest Green School of Distilling, a certificate program run through the Motlow State College, Tennessee's fastest-growing college. Students graduate with a spate of STEM-based and employable industry skills. The school has been a year in the making and currently sits with the Tennessee Board of Regents to await uh, accreditation approval by S-A-C-S-C-O-C, if everything... Sacks-a-cock. 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 That's... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's why we have an explicit rating on our uh, on our podcast. <laughs> if everything runs smoothly, the first students will be sitting in classrooms or starting up their stills by fall of 2021. The initiative is also launching a leadership accelerated program where this brings apprenticeships to African Americans already in the field who want to further their career by rising to the role of head distiller, head of maturation, or production master. The first round of apprentices are to kick off their studies at the country's top distilleries shortly. Um, so anyway, I'll stop there. I mean, wow. it's a really cool article. It, it goes a little bit more in depth and just some of the history of Uncle Nearest and uh, the correlation with Jack Daniels and stuff like that. But I don't know, Cole, you, you have any thoughts initially? <laughs> no? Okay. It's going to sound the worst thing oh. ever, <laughs> but I was zoning out for some reason. <laughs> so, so wait, there are people that are, um, they're like doing apprenticeships and stuff? It sounds like they're, they're going to start doing apprentice, like it's opening up here in 2021 is when it'll start. So we've got the funding Dude, for it. I'd love. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Would I love to do an apprenticeship, man? <laughs> You'd be good If I ever get out of the actuarial field. Yeah. I'd, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, just reading the article, yeah. I thought it was cool because I'm like, I, I have no idea what the relationship between you know, the uncle nearest uh, distillery and Jack Daniels is now, but obviously there's a history mm-hmm. within it, you know, and if you, you know, want to go back yeah. and listen to, uh, you guys just did straight Jack Daniels, probably like episode, what, 40 something. Yeah. Um, where they get, uh, yeah, it's gotta be in the 30, 40s. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but it's just cool to see them be like, you know, or we're going to team up with this distillery who has uncle nearest's name and, uh, you know, try to make something good out of it, make a good collaboration, which I think is awesome. Plus, on top of it, I'm like, I don't know, we've mentioned this before where, you know, the more people distilling, the better chance of someone doing an awesome whiskey. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see. I like it. Yeah. No, and I agree with that. You know, the more people that are out there, the more people that are passionate about this, the better whiskey we're going to get all of them together. So. And if we don't get better whiskey, like there's just more whiskey to drink. So hey, yeah, more whiskey is always a good thing. Yeah, I'll never hate on more whiskey. <laughs> cool. Given the, I was like, wait, <laughs> less or more? Given the option, Cole, would you like more whiskey or less whiskey? <laughs> more whiskey every time. More whiskey every time. More whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Start picketing. <laughs> Yeah, so there's the old uh, 
what is his name? Mitch Hedberg joke. He's like, I'm really against picketing. I'm but just I, not sure how to show it. <laughs> yeah. Is he the one that's like, if you want to get, if you have beef with a trophy shop, just order a trophy that says worst trophy shop ever and don't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> he would say that. I, oh, that's so yeah. good. I love Mitch. Did I tell you one of my favorites of his is, uh, He's like, I think Pringles originally made tennis balls, but instead one day, or well, a truck showed up, and instead of bringing rubber one day, it brought potatoes. And they're like, all right, cut them up. <laughs> so good. Mitch is the best. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. Until the accident. <laughs> so, you know, when you say it like that, there actually was an accident, Cole. <laughs> yeah. So it fits this time. It did. So uh, I guess it's time for one of our favorites. You know, go ahead. (laughs) Wait, it was an accident or just a straight up overdose? Uh, Well, I mean, I think every overdose is an accident, isn't it? That would be a really good Mitch Hedberg joke. (laughs) Actually, he would finish that perfectly. Oh, man. He's like, every photo of you is a photo of you when you were younger. (laughs) (laughs) This is a photo of me when I was older. Wait a minute. Where did you get that camera? (laughs) All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for another segment. What whiskey would you choose? And uh, last week we got into a super segment of what whiskey would you choose, mm-hmm. and we went. We probably should have split it up because we're having trouble coming up with segments here. So if you got a good what whiskey would you choose, let us know because we've slowed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, please. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good one. It was what whiskey would you choose? Uh, who's got the best marketing on a bottle? Who's got the worst marketing on a bottle? And um, in terms of bottle looks. Bottle looks. Whiskey can be crap, but the bottle mm-hmm. looks amazing and it's on point. Um, I chose Rogue Dead Guy Whiskey. Cole chose Michter's. He went 10 and above. Um, and it was a close mm. one. It was 50%, 53% went with the wow. Rogue Dead Guy Whiskey and 47% with Michter's. Nice. Um, and then with the worst looking bottle, um, I went with Booker's because oddly enough, it looks like a Chardonnay bottle to me. Um, mm-hmm. and then Cole went with the, what was it? 80, 80 laws. 80 Law, yeah. And, uh, he won with 59% for the laws oh, nice. being the worst bottle and bookers at 41%. Um, let's see here. Uh, some write-ins for best whiskey, uh, marketing and bottle, uh, B side, B underscore side said bullet and Woodford. Uh, the bourbon badger went okay. with a bourbon badger went with Blanton's, which I got to agree. It's, so unique it gets me every time i get excited every time i look at the shelf and i see a bottle of blends just looks like a grenade though it does it totally looks like a grenade but it's a unique grenade it's the kind of grenade that you would mm-hmm. pull with your pinky mm-hmm. out because it's so fancy mm-hmm. um that's a great call <laughs> and then our canadian turtle friend bro says uh going with <laughs> william <laughs> william uh went with uh bullet he likes the design um but he also said Blanton's is fun too, which is funny because it's like nice. he summarized the other two people without seeing them. Um, yeah. And then worst whiskey bottle design, uh, B underscore side went with, um, doesn't like any, but he'd have to agree with Angel's Envy. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Angel's Envy. Yeah. Uh, Bourbon Badger went with Van Week a lot B. And William, our Canadian turtle friend, went with... Uh, Jack Daniels single barrel rye because he always gets gets drips down the side of the bottle. So that would make sense. Yeah. 
I so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on uh uh Caleb uh bourbon the bourbon badgers thing. I kind of like the lot B because it's so simple. <clears throat> but then again, like that, it is pretty like that's the you know uh, drawback to it is it's too simple. Like it's just text on a uh, you know the yellowish label, uh, like you know nice whitish yellow label. So I think that's cool, but I could totally see someone not liking that but it's just way too simple i don't know it's, it's still got like the whole wine bottle thing going which i'm like for sure that too yeah you know, i don't know when i'm drinking whiskey i want it to look like a whiskey bottle fine i won't bring it when i come visit no i'm kidding I'm still <sighs> <bringing> it. yeah <laughs> i'm just saying design <laughs> you know just oh uh, for sure i'll be one of our listeners that um, closes their eyes when they click on the episode to see be surprised by the whiskey and I'll uh-huh. just close my eyes, and you'll put a straw to my lips, and I'll drink the whiskey out of the straw. Yep. So. Exactly. From straight from the sample bottle. Yep. <laughs> Actually, you're gonna t- you can bring two lot lot B Van Winkles. You're gonna put them in my beer helmet. I'm gonna sip them <laughs> sip them dry from my beer helmet. <laughs> Party time. That would be <laughs> that would be worth like. We would get so many more subscribers or like so many more uh, that, followers that on Instagram if you did a live video of you double strawing two uh, Van Winkle lobbies on the side of your I think, beer helmet. I think you're just trying to distract from the fact that like we've already decided the best thing. Butt chugging McAllen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's still going to happen, listeners. What, what was our stipulation there? I think it was like five. A thousand dollars or five thousand dollars in Patreon a month. Yeah, Something that's right. Like per that. month, thousand. if we get a thousand dollars in Patreon, I will butt chug McAllen. So hit <laughs> us up, patreon.com slash chillfiltered. You know, if you have reservations, don't like hit us up on Patreon, but just make sure we got like nine hundred and ninety nine dollars <laughs> a month and then uh <laughs> Exactly. And then actually that, do it for one month and then back out. Oh, that would be the best. And then like every month Cole's like, Oh, I got a butt chug and then be like, Oh, I don't have a butt chug. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> that would make my day yep. oh man yeah anyway it, i would make it good too it'd be like mccallan 18 or something oh gosh if you're gonna butt chug you better butt chug the best which yeah. is why i don't butt chug exactly. because my budget's so low anyway <laughs> cool you had a uh what whiskey would you choose scenario for us that is right so i was talking to b-side uh slash bryce marita who we've shouted out like five times this episode um bryce and i were talking and he said that one day he hopes to buy a japanese whiskey um yamazaki 18 when his son is 18 years old and then when his son is 21 years old he will sip this yamazaki 18 with his son claiming that this whiskey was distilled and bottled in the year that his son was born. And I thought that would make a really good, uh, what whiskey would you choose? Uh, but maybe in a simplified way, there are a few single barrels and like uh, stuff like that that have dates on them. Um, I'll give you a few examples. Blanton's, Henry McKenna, uh, I believe Wild Turkey. Um, I think the, uh, the uh, what's the one, the barrel proof one? What's that? Uh, rare, rare breed. breed. Uh, I think they have a date on it. I forget right now. Uh, You know, like antique collections all have a year on it for the most part. Um, And so, so think to yourself, 
is there a year in my life that I want to commemorate, whether future or past, and what kind of bottle would I get to commemorate that event? So, um, anything come to mind? So, if you're going to do whether this... Whether it be an exact date or the year. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to do this... Okay. And this takes a lot of planning and prep in the future. Okay. Uh-huh. So, it's like you've dated a person for a little while, and they dump mm-hmm. you. And you're devastated. Ah. You are devastated. But I like where this is going. Surely, at, like the next relationship 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 you get into it's your one true love and you marry that person uh-huh. and you remember the day that you got dumped on and you go to uh-huh. the liquor store on the like just before your bachelor party bachelorette party and you go to buy a bottle yep. and you grab some blantons and you look at it yep and it says dump date and it's the day that uh-huh. your girlfriend you thought you were going to marry dumped you but then you found the love of your life. That would be the ultimate. The dump date that signifies, this is the day I thought I was ruined. I thought I was done. I'd never find anyone better. And I did. So that's what I'm going with. The dump date of the girl or the guy who dumped you before you found your <laughs> one true love. I love it. I love how am I gonna thing. How am I going to so fit you- that into the Instagram story? I don't know. But listeners, just remember the story because I'm pulling at your heartstrings. Yeah. I got you fired up and I got you yeah. emotional. Cool. So that's the hard thing is, yeah, I was leaning towards Blanton's as well. Uh, but I'll try to think. I'll try to break outside the box. Um, you know, year-wise, maybe maybe a, uh, I don't know. I might, I, okay, I'm just kidding. This is, I feel like this is a good comparison. Um, you know, one day I'll, I'll have a kid and, uh, and I will try to commemorate their year of birth without going crazy, but maybe searching a good amount, but not like getting like, uh, you know, secondary market crazy value. If I can get a stag, even though the stag doesn't have the year on it, it does have the batch on it. I believe. I forget. Crap. Oh. If it doesn't have the batch on it, I don't feel good about that. <laughs> Maybe. How about this? Okay, I figured it out. I figured it out. Okay, okay, okay. Abelor Abuna okay. has the batch date on or the batch uh, number on it. And the batch number is, you know, every, you know, X amount of time or years or whatever. Yeah, if I can't do Blanton's, I'm doing Abuna. Um saying that the batch number represents the year that I'm excited about for like maybe my kid's birth one day or something like that. Okay. Gotcha. Well, you know, another one's cool too is like McKenna has the barrel number. So like, yeah, you can kind of break that into like, you know, if you can find the barrel, there's only so many. Well, like if you you find a barrel number that matches like the four digits of your, the new house you buy or something like that, which should be pretty cool too. You know, I don't know. That's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah. Or you know, like, <laughs> never mind. So make a poop joke with plans in the dump date, but nobody. <laughs> I wants took to a really that. good dump on that dump date. <laughs> yeah. you know? I've been constipated for a week, and I thought I'd never <laughs> feel better. <laughs> so I'm looking right now at. Uh, 
whiskeys that we haven't done yet. Okay. And um, are there is there anyone calling your name that we can do for next episode? You know, um, so there's the Woodenville Bourbon. And I was thinking maybe we could do Woodenville Bourbon versus Woodford. That's somewhat, well, Woodenville's a little bit more expensive, but harder to find. We haven't done Woodford yet? No, we oh, haven't we still done Woodford. Gotta, yeah, that's on the list. I kind of feel like we got to fit that in. Yeah, we'll do Woodford. Um, some I'm thinking that could be comparable in... That you know, because we want something that'll that won't be like a shutout, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what about High West Campfire? Okay, yeah, that's a good way to go. I feel like they're like you can go one way or the other for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely very different whiskeys. Um, yeah, so I'll put up, I'll put up the Woodford. You're putting up uh, High West Campfire. Yeah, I think I'll do that. It's been a while since we've done some High West. And it's been forever yeah. since we've done Woodford. That's true. It's been <laughs> We've never done a Woodford product on 104 episodes thus far. Two years worth and you haven't done Woodford. Yeah, and it's one of the big 13. Are you even, so are, you even a, are we even a whiskey podcast, Cole? Exactly. All right. That's exactly right. Are you tearing up there or are you burping? No, I had a hiccup. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) What have we done? So so join us next time, guys, for uh, potentially Woodford Reserve or High West Campfire. Um, And get this, Year number three begins next episode. Oh, boy. Um, so we're grateful to have you guys for the last two years. I was talking to uh, Jason Preston, one of our listeners, not too long ago. I mean, it, was, it wasn't was last week, but he was like, you know, here's to another, I think he said to 500 episodes. So we were grateful for what he said there. And uh, we're not stopping anytime soon. We're having fun. So uh, we will see you guys next week. But uh, Robbie, I hope... Um, I hope the girls don't trash the house tomorrow again, too. And I hope that summer is a blast for you and you can enjoy your teacher's uh, uh, benefits of enjoying a little bit of the summer off. You know, Cole, and I hope your jeans stay as comfy as they have for the last however long you've worn them and your trenches swampy mm. jeansness. But most of all, listeners, we hope our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.